On today's episode of The Savvy Marketer, what needs to happen for you to be a leader in your company? We'll talk to best-selling author Les McCown about things that aspiring leaders can do today to lead today and to be recognized as a leader in your organization. But first, a marketing moment. Today's marketing moment is for established leaders. There's a phrase that's used in aviation where we say, you have flight controls. Uh, when I was working on my private pilot's license, the instructor would say to me, you have flight controls. And it was their way of passing the controls of the aircraft from themselves over to me. And when they said it, I needed to respond and say, I have flight controls. This is important because you need to know who's flying the plane. It would obviously be bad if nobody was flying the plane, but it's just about as bad if you have two people trying to fly the plane at the same time. But this phrase is also important for another reason. It's important because there's no way that I could have actually learned how to fly that plane if the instructor didn't hand me those flight controls. And last year, this became an important metaphor as I was realizing that a blind spot that I had in my leadership at Spire, a thing that I needed to work on. And the phrase, you have flight controls, became the mantra for the year 2022. For me to equip other leaders in our company to lead and to grow as leaders, I need to hand those flight controls to those other people, and then I need to resist the urge to swoop back in and re-grab those flight controls the moment we hit the slightest little bit of turbulence. If you're an established leader, find ways to give other leaders and aspiring leaders flight controls in certain areas of your organization. And that is your marketing moment. Our guest on today's episode of The Savvy Marketer is best-selling author and the founder and CEO of Predictable Success, Les McCown. Les, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. Hey, can you share briefly what it is that you do at Predictable Success? Well, uh, I work with mostly founder owners and leadership teams who are experiencing growth issues. And I, I essentially help them navigate how to get through to the next stage of growth. The goal is usually to get scalability, which is a different thing from the ability to grow. So that's what I do. I have a privileged life. Well, I know that you were a great help to our organization. I think our first connection was in April 2020. Um, I remember right. the world had just shifted into full-on freak-out mode. We were all in, a, in shock a little bit at that point. Yes, right? and, and I think the scariest part at that time was just not really knowing what was going to be coming next. And sure. I remember you did a webinar. I don't remember the, the exact theme, but I remember the takeaway for us was we ended up having a conversation afterwards about how our leadership team was wired and how we might need to adapt during that time. Right. And right. so you were yeah. very generous in helping us uh, navigate some of that. And so I just really appreciate and, and got to see firsthand some of the things that you do for leaders. Okay. So thank you. I for really that. appreciate that. You're very kind. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, so you've shared some great insights that I've seen recently on LinkedIn uh, that are focused toward leaders or, as you said, wannabe leaders. And um, I think that might be really important for the savvy marketers who watch our program because they're going to be in different phases. Some of them are company owners or leaders that are doing the marketing. Others are in, in established positions of leadership within the company and others may be not by title leader at all, um, but they are certainly playing an important role role in making things happen in the organization with sales and marketing and things like that. And so what is it that you've been saying to this group of leaders or wannabe leaders and, and why? 
Well, the the core um, issue that I've been trying to address is there. There is very rarely a shared vocabulary definition around leadership in an organisation, for a whole bunch of reasons. One of which is it doesn't matter uh, until it does, and it would be a dumb thing to sit and navel gaze on when you're in the early fun stage of growth. You know, sure. you just sit there and define leadership. Or do I go out and sell more? You know, it's a dumb question. Yeah. But when you hit complexity, one of the things that does begin to come into view is what do we need as leaders? Because part of what happens when you hit what I call the whitewater stage of growth, that stage where you've been successful and the very success itself brings complexity and, and the yeah. business, it, it hits the stage where it feels like, oh, when I put my foot in the gas pedal, the car's not going forward anymore the way it used to. Yeah. And part of the solution there has to be beginning to think through what do we need from leaders? Until then, it was all by osmosis. Right. You know, think it, say it, do it. Now we're starting to get roles. We've got people. We've got managers. Is a manager a leader? Are they a bit of a leader? Do they sometimes lead? I'm a leader. I know I'm a leader because I started this thing. But what does that mean? You've got to start with the definition of what leadership is. And what leadership is, is not winning a game or winning a battle or building an empire. Mm -hmm. Leadership is any act that gets two or more people closer to their common goals. That's mm. it. That's what leadership is. Leadership is any act that gets two or more people closer to their common goals. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick example of that. You're on an airplane just taken off from JFK. It has a problem and it's heading straight for the Hudson. Yeah. Everybody who's more than 35 years of age knows the name of the person who got a lot of the kudos for that, Captain yeah. Sully, Somber, right? Got a movie sure. made of her. Right. And by golly, there's no, there's no, there is absolutely no way that you can't say he didn't, he showed immense leadership on that day. Absolutely. And the common goal was survival at that point. And, right. Every yeah. stewardess, every steward yeah. will have shown acts of leadership, will have been leaders in that moment. Every yes. person on the plane who listened and did what they were told in a way that helped everybody get out. In other words, everybody, and I hope I'm not going to slander anybody here, everybody yeah. except the ones who just went straight for the exit and said, screw you all, I'm leaving. Everybody else committed right. a not so random act of leadership. Yeah. And so if you define leadership as any act that gets a group of people closer to their common goals, and you run a business, you've got a marketing business, yeah. and you've got eight people, or 18, or 80, you've got two choices. Your leadership definition, I'm an Irishman, so I'm going to take a really dumb metaphor here, can be like a pint of Guinness. The leadership mm -hmm. clearly sits there at the top, right? Okay. There's the leadership. Yeah. Or it can be like a good martini where there's leadership throughout the whole organization. Now, that metaphor mm. only goes so far. In fact, I think it's gone further than it deserves. <laughs> but what I see in organizations that hit this peak growth stage, predictable success, is that leadership is not something that is only contained 
defined within, expected from those who are leaders. They have leaders. Those people have a very specific job, which is to lead permanently or semi-permanently. They've constantly got to be thinking about how do I get us closer to our common goal? Yeah, and, and I think that there are people who are hesitant to lead. They're hesitant to lead because they haven't been given the role uh, to lead. I think the other thing is that they haven't been given the authority to lead. Um, and so how does authority play into um, leadership? I think the first time I really <clears throat> began to think hard about this, <laughs> as in my early 20s, I'm terrible with dates. So this must have been 1977 or 78. Okay. But I was on the fast track, allegedly, to partnership in uh, Price Waterhouse. And I was in their London office on a fast track program. And one of the senior partners took me out to lunch. And like the brash uh, Irishman that I, that I was and maybe still am, uh, I asked him over lunch, you know, what do I do partner here? Uh, and he said, you know something? We don't make partners. We recognize them. Mm. And not just, I mean, it. it, it, it it's one of the few times I can remember, you know, moving back from a plate of food. You know, that's not a common response of mine. Mm. And I thought that was really very powerful. As I developed into what I have not been doing for decades, I realized that's intuitively what all of the best organizations do is, I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing to say, okay, we're going to make this person a manager. Yeah. And, and you've got your fingers crossed behind your back. But it's a mm -hmm. much, much easier thing to see somebody who's exhibiting the qualities of what you're looking for anyway and say, yes, hey, you've been doing this. How about we give you the title and, you know, maybe a compromise as well. Now, acting like a leader doesn't mean walking into some existing leader's office and saying, move over, I'm sitting here, or yeah. means exactly what I've been talking about, which is focusing on getting your team, your group, your project, your, your division, your department closer to its common goals. You get your yeah. team repeatedly closer to its common goals, you become the leader of that team de facto, whether you've got a title de jure or not. A sensible Senior leadership team will recognize that you become the project lead. You get the project closer to its common goals over and over again. Yeah. You become a manager. Then you become a division. When I think about our organization, we've seen leadership qualities, and then formalizing that comes later. Right. I, but I also think that I've heard sometimes if I'm too slow to, to act on that, someone will say, hey, I'm, I'm leading here, but I need the authority to be able to step in and do the things because I think sometimes I'm thinking, well, you're doing a great job. You're leading, keep it going. But, th but there's an important step. I think too, maybe it comes after where yeah. I need to speak up and say, Hey, you know what? This person is, they have the authority or they're, I don't know if that's the if authority is the right word, oh, but it is. this person it, is playing an important role in leadership. It absolutely is. Now leading from anywhere, as we've been talking about it, will bump up against the authority uh, constraint. Yeah. That that's part of the nature of the thing, and and trying that's where uh, trying to assume that is overstretching. That is not for you to do. You can't assume 
that you've got the authority to do a thing. But if you're in any sort of a healthy organization, that's where the organization, the leaders should be recognizing we need to delegate a little more authority here because we're, we're wasting a, a, you know, a precious asset. It's quite clear if we give Jenny responsibility for the accounts team, she would kill that because she's doing everything yeah. but that at the moment, right? That's the only bit she hasn't got. Now, if, if, you, right. if you end up, you know, you're Jenny and that's not happening, you come and maybe lay out a case for it quite clearly. <clears throat> there comes a point where you can't fix it. You're not making them like that. They're like that, right? And you're yeah. really showing up the fragility, the inflexibility of how they see mm-hmm. leadership. And, you, you know, yeah. you're going to have a decision to make at some point, which is, do I love everything else about being here so much that I can just park? Or do I want to pursue my leadership aspirations to the extent where I realize this is not the place for me. And I also am very aware in the economic climate that we're in at the moment, that even being able to have that consideration in your mind is somewhat a privilege. But if you've got a choice to make, that's the choice to make. There are many, many organizations uh, where they're just not going to let you do that. And that's sadly their choice. uh, And you're not going to fix that. Actually, the worst situation, the one that, that really pulls in my heartstrings a lot, because I see it quite a lot, is where the organization as a whole isn't like that necessarily, but one manager is or two managers are. And they, 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 yeah. they, 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 they not only they get it and they don't want it. I remember uh, one guy, uh, I was sharing with him how, because of the nature of his business, this would revolutionize his sales team and his internal communications. And I remember him looking at me and said, I don't want anybody succeeding in ways I don't understand. <sighs> so, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that there are times when you've got an aspiring leader uh, to your point who, who has what the organization needs, but there may be somebody that's, that's standing in their way. Yeah. So how can um, aspiring leaders not just be leaders, but begin to be, um, recognized as such. Well, uh, the, uh, it was one of the reasons that I wrote the book uh, is to, uh, there's a whole section on how do you, where do you start? And a couple of things that I say is, um, the first thing is to start within your area of knowledge and expertise. And for somebody trying to start from somewhere, it's easier to get accepted when you're clearly doing that not so random act of leadership by helping your team get closer to their common goals within your acknowledged area of expertise because you have an Mm -hmm. implicit assumed level of authority. You have a personal uh, knowledge authority that you can trade on. Uh, The second thing is to look for an on-ramp. There's nothing worse than somebody who's just, you know, uh, you know, the little Pez machines that, you know, uh, like the little bird doing this. If yep. you're just a, a like Woody Woodpecker, just the whole the only thing you're trying to do is get in there somewhere to you know do a not so random act of leadership. And you're looking and looking and looking. And looking. Just, that's just a pain in the neck. This is not what we're talking. Yeah, it's just annoying. That's really irritating, <laughs> yeah. right? You got to look for yeah. an on ramp. You got to look for somewhere where something needs hap- to happen, and that's typically either yeah. where there's a, 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 a lack of options and you can find an option 
or there's a mm -hmm. vacuum. They're just, you know, at that point, we can't move forward because we haven't got something. If, if you can be the water carrier and go and get the something, yeah. then that's an on-ramp yeah. where it's going to be welcomed, right? Sure. It's, it's like in marketing, you find where the pain points are and you, you, you bring your leadership where the, that pain right. exists. Um, you had a post a while back that I loved. Um, you said being a better leader doesn't start with the heroics. It starts with mastering the little things. Um, what are some of those important little things? Yeah, something that the, uh, the people who write the internet and, you know, books about leadership and so on and so forth, what they're paid to do uh, and what they typically do really well are to tell us the heroics, the heroic stories, right? Mm -hmm. The reality is that uh, sustained brilliance is based on mastering the mundane. And part of the, mon uh, 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 the mundane aspect of leadership uh, is just the ability to be present. I look around, there are maybe 15 things that can ping at me at any one time, right? That yeah. shreds our ability to be present. And so simple things like what I see in, in, in leaders who are repeatedly brilliant at what they do, they can do simple things like they, they can actually turn their phone off. Mm. I don't mean put yeah. it away. There's a huge difference between putting, not putting your phone on the table and keeping it in your back pocket and turning it off. Huge difference. There's a mm -hmm. mental difference to you because there is no longer the psychic loop that you know that something could be pinging here, right? It's off. Right. I can't do anything yes. about it till I switch it back on again. Um, yeah. Look people in the eyes. Actually sit and mm -hmm. look people in the eyes. And the two other things, uh, on, on those occasions, I, I, I haven't done it much for quite a while now, but I used to work with emerging leaders a lot, just you know, helping coach them uh, into yeah. a, a full leaderhood, if you want to call it that. And two of the most important things were the ability to be comfortable with silence mm -hmm. and the ability to say, I don't know. I mean, there's a whole bunch more to it than that, but the foundation is being present. Yeah. One other one that you shared in your post that I think is, is closely related to what um, you just shared is, is the one that said, think, just pick, set aside time to, to allow yourself to think. And I think that's so important. Um, and, and that has to do with being comfortable in silence. It has to do with not having to, to know the answers all the mm -hmm. time. Even if you're an external processor, <laughs> your best ideas aren't going to come from, from talking. Right. They're going to come from thinking. Right. So, yeah. And I, uh, you know, a simple, uh, it's not that simple because there's some implications involved, but you know, it's one of the reasons I have a dog. There's a lot of reasons I have a dog, but one of the reasons I have a dog is I, I, I live alone, work alone. It, it, I love, I adore what I do. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hope I'm, I'm never not capable of doing it. Um, but that means it's easy for me to not think. I've, I've quite enough to fill any day, quite enough. Mm. But one of the things my dog does is forces me out four times a day. I've got to go out four times yeah. a day. And mm. one of the things that's important to me is just to resist the temptation to put my AirPods in and listen to a podcast. Yeah, to be present, you don't need to be podcasting while you're walking with the dog. No, Is that what I, you're saying? Yeah, because that feels yeah. very 
you know, oh, I'm going to be out there for 15 minutes. You know, I can get an episode of my favorite podcast and I'm learning, and which is great. I mean, better doing yeah. that than kicking the dog. Um, but even better is just to take those moments. You know, and you can you can make those anywhere. The time you take to go make a cup of coffee, yeah. the time that you take to go have a bathroom break. Just don't do it. Just just think. Yeah, that's good. Well, Les, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, today to to share with our group and for everything that you do to help leaders and organizations level up. Uh, can you share uh, with folks about your book and how they can learn more about your organization? Yeah, just go to predictablesuccess.com. Uh, you'll see everything about us there. Uh, I have uh, four books. I've got uh, two books about the predictable success growth model. So predictable success is the core book. Uh, core book talks all about the life cycle of businesses. The synergist is about yeah. the, the leadership styles, which I haven't talked about at all today. Um, the, the, everything we talked about today is generic to all leaders, but there are actually four specific leadership styles that occur in every yeah. organization. And then uh, two little handbooks that I wrote. Um, they're literally, they fit in your jeans pocket, is the one that we've mostly been talking about today, which is Do Lead, um, How to Lead from Anywhere. Uh, and then Do Scale is about a very specific mm. part of uh, growth, which is the ability to scale. So, you know, growth is this convex curve that tapers off and scaling yeah. is this concave J, J curve. So do scale is about scale. I wasn't familiar with that one. I'm going to have to check that out. So thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show today. And I'd um, love to have you back sometime soon. Uh, if you're game with, there's more topics to talk about when it comes to leadership. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure, Jeremy. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode of The Savvy Marketer. I hope that you got a lot of ideas, whether you're an aspiring leader or an established leader, about how you can level up and help other people level up as well. Be sure to like and comment and subscribe and share this with other leaders and aspiring leaders who need to see today's content. Every episode of The Savvy Marketer is brought to you by Spire. We're an Ohio-based marketing agency. We help companies sharpen their strategy, get the stuff done, and make their marketing hum. Take your marketing higher with Spire. Thanks for watching.